Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. And from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking. Member FDIC. Nikola Tesla spent years obsessed with a dream to bring wireless communication to the world. He built a laboratory and a huge tower to harness energy, but he eventually lost it all in the village of Shoreham on Long Island. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I look for fun and fascinating stories on the road from New York to Boston. Nikola Tesla was already a world-renowned scientist when he came to Long Island in 1901. His alternating current method of electric power, or AC, had just won out as the gold standard over Thomas Edison's direct current method, or DC. Mark Alessi is with the Tesla Science Center on the grounds of the old Tesla lab in Shoreham. He says papers across the country followed the sensational scientific rivalry. AC versus DC, Tesla versus Edison. There's a movie about the rivalry coming out later this year. When Tesla won that battle, he was one of the most revered inventors worldwide. Tesla hung out with people like Mark Twain and Rudyard Kipling. He moved in New York City's elite social circles. Famous billionaires J.P. Morgan and John Jacob Astor funded his work. That allowed him to buy a plot of land on Long Island to build his laboratory. He called it Wardenclyffe, after the original name of the town. J.P. Morgan funded him here to do radio transmission to Europe, and that's why this lab was established. Tesla was looking to do something even broader than that. Tesla hoped to create a wireless system of communication. Basically, he wanted to build the Internet in 1901, at a time when light bulbs were still a new idea. It was all tied to each other. He knew that you could use wireless technology to communicate, wireless technology to control things. Tesla was was forecasting the world we have today. Tesla sent regular letters to Morgan, his main financier, to update him on his work. The whole earth is like a brain, as it were, and the capacity of this system is infinite. You see, Mr. Morgan, the revolutionary character of this idea, its civilizing potency, its tremendous money-making power. Tesla thought he could use the power of the earth and the air to send energy across the world with a tower made of coiled steel. He built an almost 200-foot-tall tower outside his laboratory and began to experiment. But his major funder, J.P. Morgan, got impatient with how long it was taking him to produce anything of value. Morgan pulled out of the project. So Tesla ran out of money. He put his own money in here. He went bankrupt, and the, the, the death knell on this place was... The sinking of the Titanic in 1912. Tesla's other patron, John Jacob Astor, died on the ocean liner, and Astor's brother took over the family business. His brother could care less about Tesla. They took over the property because of his debts, and they tore down the tower. Today, all that's left is the stone foundation where the giant tower once stood. But on this day, a much smaller version, less than a quarter of the original size, is temporarily in its place. This tower is the largest operating uh, uh, coil in the world. 
which is kind of sad if you think about it, given that there was a tower here 187 feet tall over 100 years ago. Engineer Greg Lay built this 40-foot tower. He gives a demonstration to a crowd of people gathered for a day of festivities, honoring what would have been Nikola Tesla's 163rd birthday. Let's apply an ambient electric field again. Lay flips a switch on a control box near the tower. And see what it does. A blue light flickers from within the tower. Pure electricity flows through the air. The site, with Tesla's lab buildings still intact, was bought by a local group in 2013 with the support of Elon Musk, founder of the car company named after Tesla. It's being turned into a science center. For now, it's open on special occasions like this, Tesla's birthday. There's a county fair vibe with science booths, food trucks, and music. I find one booth that encourages kids to start a Nikola Tesla club at their school. Nicola Lonshar works with the Tesla Science Foundation. He's laid out a few devices, walkie-talkies, a remote control car, things based on wireless transmission technology invented by Tesla. They're very uh, small and simple for kids just to start to learn about, and nothing is not dangerous. Some stuff, Tesla stuff, is not really toy for kids. 12-year-old Jackson Souter shows up at the booth. He's a budding Nikola Tesla fan. I've watched shows, I've read about him. It's a very interesting, he's a very interesting person. I've like known a little bit, but it's like I'm only scratching the surface about what I can really learn about all of this. Jackson picks up a light bulb from the table and holds it near a small metal coil. It starts to glow. He knows enough science to understand this phenomenon. This is a Tesla coil, maybe the scientist's most famous invention. I'm putting this light bulb closer to this Tesla coil, which is giving off um, a small like, radius, a 360 radius of electricity, and it's um, energizing the Tesla coil. And this is electricity flowing through the air. And that's what he was trying to do with his humongous Tesla coil. And maybe kids like Jackson Souter will make sure the name Tesla means more than just a car to future generations. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm in search of the unexpected on the road from New York to Boston. <laughs>